global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World, Hank Waters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We've got the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all trading higher. NASDAQ is at a record first trading day of the new month. Let's head right over to the first word. Breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Romaine Bostic. That's right, Charlie. The NASDAQ right now is up about eight and a half points. The S&P is higher by about seven. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average up by 66 points. Industrial metals soared to the highest in three years today. Treasury yields seesawing and another drop in the VIX falling more than 4%. The volatility measure now down about 29% for the week. Bloomberg dollar spot index was little changed. WTI crude settling above $47 a barrel. And gasoline futures fell for the first time in almost two weeks. Most major equity sectors are higher, led by financials, consumer goods, and oil refiners. Marathon, Valero, and Phillips each rallying today. L Brands, Lululemon, and Nordstrom showing strong gains as well. J.P. Morgan, Goldman, and most other big banks each up more than 1%. General Electric gaining more than 2%. Decliners in the market include Hertz, Carnival, Microsoft, and Snap. Eli Lilly down today. Cooper Companies down the most in 20 months. Take-Two Interactive is sliding. And wholesale computer distributor Tech Data plunging more than 20% after an earnings miss. Live from the First Word Breaking News Desk, I'm Romaine Bostic. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy your long holiday weekend. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K, on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie Pellet. Thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. Never give up. Everybody keeping their eye on the ball here at the U.S. Open live from Flushing, Queens. This is uh, Bloomberg Markets and really some well-known sponsors associated with the U.S. Open. Some of them have been there with the Open for years. It really is part of the experience when you're here. Here's now with uh, how the sponsor experience, though, continues to evolve as Lou Scher, Chief Revenue Officer at the U.S. Tennis Association. Thanks for having us here. Oh, Carol, thank you. We're, we're thrilled to have you. It is an incredible event. You have had some sponsors, though. Who've been here for a long time? Um, tell us what's the thinking about. Obviously, you have a certain kind of crowd that you're you're attracting. Sure. But what goes into the thinking about the sponsors you want to have here? Well, as well? We're, we're we're very fortunate in the uh, in the sports world in that more than half of our our corporate partners have been with us for upwards of 20 years, some as many as 35 years, which which truly is a, incredible, and I think a testament to the growth of the event and and the quality of the event uh, that we put on. Um, the sponsor experience is very central to the fan experience here at the U.S. Open. So our partners, you're here on the grounds. We're 42 acres. We've got tennis happening everywhere. We've got restaurants. But our fans are here for eight to nine hours a day. Tennis is probably half of that time. The rest of that time is spent eating, shopping, dining, people watching, but also engaging with our partner activations. Right. So unlike a typical sports venue where you rush in, get to your seat, you rush back out to get to your car and get off uh, back on the road, our fans are, are looking for opportunities to engage, and we work very closely with our partners to create experiences that 
contextually fit. They're not disruptive. They're 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 themed around tennis, and and they actually enhance the 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 fan experience. It's so true, though, right? There are people who come in right to see certain matches, yep. um, but it is amazing the amount of people who stay. They're going to have dinner. They're going to walk around. They're going to do some shopping, and they're going to hang out and watch the big screens. Absolutely. Uh, they really stay for a long time. Um, tell me though about we were talking before we got started, and I said. You know, there are some sports, you see this happening with golf, where it's harder to attract a, a younger generation. I walk around here, and I see people of all ages. Like, yeah. it's a real family uh, event. How does that also kind of play into your thinking about sponsors? Sure. So if if you think about the sport overall, right, tennis is one of the few sports that can be played from the earliest ages, three, four, five years old. And we actually have a 90-plus national championship age group division. So um, it's, it's tremendous in that respect. You can play it for your life, stay healthy and active. We're also the most successful dual-gender sport. Uh, of any scale, just as many girls are playing as boys are playing, women watch men, men watch women play. And from a sponsorship standpoint, that's a very different story than you would typically see with a sports event, right. which tends to be male dominant, tends to be older males, maybe north of 18 plus. You see a lot of beer advertising, those sorts of things. Our crowd is very different. We're, we're 50-50 male, female. Um, are female athletes are earning equal prize money or is, or as big a draw on television mm-hmm. as the male athletes are? And our partners want to engage with, with that crowd. Lou, how do you strike the right balance? Like, we've all been to some kind of sports venue where it's like everywhere you look, it feels like everything's sold. Yes. How do you strike, uh, the balance of your business? You want to be profitable, right? To keep it going. Um, but not, kind of overdoing sure. it. So for us, it's something we are very sensitive to, uh, but I'll be the first to admit it's not a science. It, it certainly is much more art, and, and it does shift over time. One of the things you will notice is we have tried to keep the venue fairly clean. You do see signage. Um, we have 12 official sponsors. Those are the only partners that get signage on the court. It's white logos on our blue background. You don't have clashes of color right, and sizes and fonts and, and those sorts of things. So we try to keep the on-court presentation clean. Here on the grounds, we try to keep it as well. You see the partners represented where their product is used. So Coca-Cola is our pour. You see them on the fountains, but you don't see big signs. Evian is our water. You see their carts on the grounds, but you don't see just signage for the sake of, of signage. Right. And that's part of our proposition to our partners, right? We want to deliver more value to a smaller number of partners. I've got lots of friends in the industry that will trump it. We have 150 sponsors. We have signs on steps, on chairs, on everything you could, any flat surface (laughs) we're going to put a sign on. Right. We're a different, a different, um, approach and, and it works for us, but, um, but other sports are different. Uh, do you have to also think about or take into consideration, I mean, the, the, the players themselves? Right, are representative of several different brands. Is there rules that you like to? Are there sure. rules for the players? I'm always curious about that. Sure. So yes, there are some guidelines in terms of what players can do or can't do. Um, they're not much different than what they would typically do at any ATP or WTA tour event. But they do bring their partners, and we don't restrict them. So you'll see patches on sleeves, right. and, and they bring their bags out, and their their sponsors there. They put their watches on as uh, they finish matches, those sorts of things. Um, and we support that. Look, at the end of the day, if the players are, are, you know, they are our entertainment, they're the content here, we want them to be successful, and, and we need to promote them as well. How much of what you do in terms of uh, seeking out sponsorship, as you said, you've had people who have been with yes. you for 20 years plus, um, 
are you kind of already set up for next year? Uh, <laughs> Just got about yeah, 15 no, seconds. Thankfully, yes, but we don't <laughs> we don't get to take the uh, hiatus we'd like to. But this year, for example, we have two great new partners. So Deloitte is a brand new partner for us, and Dean and DeLuca is a fantastic new partner, upgrading our food service on the grounds in, in some meaningful ways. Yeah, I've seen uh, the Dean and DeLuca food all around. Um, great stuff. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks Appreciate for the insight. Uh, joining us. Yeah, thank you. Lou Sher is uh, Chief Revenue Officer of the United States Tennis Association on site here live at the U.S. Open. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.